Off the Hazel, powered by Golden Tea. Hey everybody, welcome back to episode number 32 of Off the Hosel. I am your host, Drew Koser. I am joined by my two co-hosts, as always, my brother from the same mother, Troy Koser. And my second brother from a different mother, Dan, the Reverend. Boys, how's it going? Oh, it's a pleasure. And as always, we are recording in our studio at Timberstone Distribution. What a place. Thanks to DK, as always. I mean, I'm sure if you need anything related to Stone... I'm sure DK can help you out. Would you agree, boys? 110%. Oh, that's a tough number. It's nice All right. to see you guys. Oh, it feels like it's been eternity since we've talked. A week. Yeah, All right. A week. A okay, week. well, it feels like it's been a long time. What, um, how are we? Troy's going first. Hot. Oh, it is hot. hot. It is uh, hot in this uh, city of the rhymes of fun, as uh, we saw the other night on Instagram. One day I didn't like that, but it's besides the point. Yeah, it's hot. Hot. Troy, God, how was your God weekend? God bless air conditioning. Uh, weekend was good, Drew. Um, Friday. What did we do Friday? Well, that re- was fun. Can't remember. <laughs> we're, do- we're doing more house stuff. Um, Sunday, actually, you guys were out golfing up in White Bear, and I, I oh. well, I know we'll get there in a minute. But, yeah, I took Dad out for a round to Flowing Springs on Sunday. Course is in really good shape still. Like, it, it really good shape. Green, really green. Uh, greens were nice. Uh, it was a beautiful day. No wind. Not like last weekend when we all went out with Dad there. It was hurricane. Yeah, no, it was it was bananas. a really nice day. Uh, I wanted 79 and shot 80 again. Shot 80 on the nose. I shot uh, 41, 39. Or reversed it. Reversed from last week. 39, 41. So and yeah, Dad Dad played really good in the back nine. He had a couple uh, cold ones and it helped his game out a bit. So. Uh, yeah, no, it was, uh, so safe to say your golf game. Now you're a 12 handicap 13. That's not bad because you told me I was like 25, 25 handicap. So 12, I'll take that. (laughs) That's me now. Oh, Rev, let's go to our weekend. Let's go. I was just going to ask you gentlemen, how was, uh, how, how was white bear and, uh, how wasn't white bear? Let's Let's, uh, go to Rev first though. Let's get Rev's uh, thought on his, uh, his, well, that's First time playing golf in 449 days. Well, before he gets going, Drew, I just want to okay. make, make our listeners very aware that uh, we need to get some type of uh, suntan lotion as a sponsor on our podcast so they can look after guys like the Reverend here. He's got I'm one hell of a sunburn here. So <laughs> I'm burned. Wear sunscreen. Yeah, wear sunscreen. And how nice is that track up there, hey, Coach? <sighs> Mint. You know, Troy played it before. I played it once. We go up there, and this place is like, we must have had the best weather I've seen in a long time. Mint, it was hot, greens were good. Not much wind either. No. Well, yeah, we can tell from your burn. <laughs> you thought you were burnt from day two, or from day one on day two. You were actually just getting roasted by the sun. It was yeah. hot on day two. But um, what a fun time. You know, we're, we're at the VLTs. We're crushing pizza. This The pizza we got the one night was literally a three-by-four piece of pizza. That was one slice. I had three of them. It's probably <laughs> the best pizza I've had. Unreal. Easily. Unreal pizza. Uh, having a time. We're golfing. How, how was the golf game? Oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry, Rev. Let's, 
Okay, so it's been what, Coach, a year and a bit, year and a month probably? Yeah, since and he's I, on a golf podcast. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> pathetic, right, guys? Um, first, day one, day one I shot at 116. And this is, okay, remember, this is a tough course. Haven't swung the clubs in a year and a half, 116. How many mulligans? Oh, I don't know, talk about that. <laughs> I thought no, it wasn't. wasn't It was pretty. No, we were on it. We had our games going on because we had a. Yeah, we'll we t- t- I'll tell the game after. Go on, British course. So yeah, first day one sixteen, second day one hundred eight. So oh, that's not bad. A little improvement. And Imagine strokes. if he was sober. Well, yeah, yeah, and I was absolutely buckled, so <laughs> that was that was an issue. Too, I, I noticed the uh, the social media accounts are pretty quiet from your your weekend <laughs> yeah. there. I didn't get no hate. Lack of service. Anything, so. Lack of service. Yeah, but I also, suppose. I tried to get some golf photos, but also wanted to keep it PG for our young listeners. Right. Um, it's funny though. We play this game and it's called yellow ball. So our captain, Reed Witchero at the time, you know, Dylan Fry, Kyle Mergula, Jesse Gooding, Daniel Hagel, myself, Brady Gibson, uh, who missing Brennan Monroe, who hosts us out there. Ty Moskrell, old lineman. Anyways, that's Evelyn, right? Yep. Yeah. So we go out there, play this game, yellow ball. Basically the idea of the game is that it has to be, everyone's used on every, or for one hole, right? If you lose the yellow ball, you're, you're the ball's done for nine holes. But if you have the yellow ball, you take the best score in the hole and the yellow ball. So if you lose the yellow ball, now it goes best score in the hole to worst score in the hole. So we ended up winning the first day over uh, Rev and his, his team. And the game was, <laughs> sorry, some technical difficulties on this side. The game was, um, so basically the lowest shooter was what Gibson lost 50 bucks. Had to slam the VLTs. We didn't yeah, win anything. I'll throw that in there too. I didn't get. I wasn't the last place. It was Brady Gibson. Yeah, third line Gibson. He went from fourth line Gibson to third line Gibson. And uh, yeah, anyways, a weapon. So we um, we won the first day. Second day, uh, our team lost. I lost the yellow ball first shot of the day. Wasn't feeling good at all. Mm-hmm. Like had breakfast with an OJ double vodka. How are you? Yeah. And um, <laughs> first drive of the day, push. Jesse, <laughs> gooding. <laughs> this guy is the. You know, Jesse. Oh, my. Fuck, coach. First shot of the day. That was it. So we had to battle the first nine holes. We, I think Hagel, he might have made eight, seven, I don't know. It was Monroe and Goody made like tens first hole. And then the third You're shot wrong. in, Monroe's yeah. like, oh, my God, this is a tough day. First, third hole, third, third shot of the day. Goody goes, he blades on across the green. Yeah, we're buying pizza. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a battle. Absolute fun weekend with those guys. It was good to see all those guys and, and uh, had fun golfing. Yeah, it was nice to see those guys, and that course is out there is unreal. I can't, nothing but good things to say about them out there at White Bear. Yeah, and Gord was a beauty. Gord Pecker, weapon. Gordy! <laughs> Gordy! Um, yeah, so also good luck to White Bear this weekend as they take on uh, Golf Tenosi in their uh, tournament. Um, moving on, though, I did want to mention off the top here, um, pff, Hall of Famer, played 1,188 games, scored 1,409 points, Hall of Famer, Dale Howard shot passed away, you know, this morning, Tuesday, as we were recording this. We, as an off the halls, our crew, I mean, Rev wasn't um, around at the time to have Eric on the show with us, but we want to send our condolences to to a legend that passed away, as his kid was on our show and a great kid. Yeah, it's uh, it's terrible. I actually talked to Eric two days ago. Just sent him a message, checking in on him, seeing how he was doing, and yeah, opened up social media this morning, and well, quite shocked. Didn't. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's Can- cancer doesn't care who you are, how old you are, how much money you got. It, it's just it's a terrible, terrible disease, and uh, it's very unfortunate that Dale lost his battle 
young so, age. So soon and at such a young age. Um, again, that's why uh, I'm very proud, and I know Drew are too, and, and Daniel, that we're partnering up with the SAS Cancer, SAS Cancer Foundation uh, with these sweaters we got going out to, you know, give back to a really good cause. So, uh, you know, Eric, if you are listening, we're, we're thinking about you, thinking about the rest of your family, and uh, prayers to you all. So, Rev? So replying to Eric and the tweets and the Twitter, like you truly, I mean, I don't know the guy. I never met him. I don't know if you ever know and never did or to you, but it looks like he was truly a great guy, which is, um, you know, tough hey, of the hockey, hey. hockey and sports world. And he'll be missed. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, let's, uh, let's talk about some PGA talk now, or do you want to do golf Sask chat quickly? You're the host. We're golf Sask podcast. Uh, we covered that, yes. So um, this past weekend, as we were up in White Bear, um, there's also a tournament up in Kenosi. At the same time, Carson Harcourt played in this guy lots growing up, still playing it now. I believe he shot 70 and 65, and that's a hell of a two days around uh, two rounds of golf. Congratulations, Carson. Not far behind him was friend of the show, Sean McNall. I think he was four or five back, and I talked to Sean after, just, you know, just couldn't make some putts coming home. So... Anyhow, good luck, or sorry, congrats to Carson, as I, I've heard that nothing but good things about that tournament as well. Um, you want to move into our PGA talk from last week and uh, how shitty we did in our bets? And Yeah, I think it's time. Okay, well, quickly, the winner, 42 years old, three PGA Tour wins, one of them in last year in Barbaso, and then the previous to that was in 2016 at the Shell Houston Jim, the Hermanator Herman, is your 2020 Wyndham Championship winner. Like, I would have never thrown a toonie on this guy. Now I want to get him on the show. Yeah. <laughs> the Hermanator. Hey, congrats to him for winning. I mean, the three of us sure as hell didn't see that coming. So, I mean, yeah, it was a uh, tough look on us this week. We looked like idiots. Yeah, we did. But Rev, thoughts? It's a new week. <laughs> it's plain and 20 simple. Bucks, 20 bucks. 20 bucks. Who gives a shit? Four words. It's a new week. <laughs> okay. Well, and also I want to touch, um, mention that uh, Siwoo Kim fires a 59. I believe it was on day three. Could be wrong, as we were on our picks. But he did shoot 59, and that's bananas. It's very impressive. I do that. Well, not anymore, but I used to do it on front nine. But Well, headshot 62 on front nine. Day one. Why are you going to make fun of him? Well, let me just point it out that... Yeah, I'm shit. <laughs> okay, well, uh, let's well, just it's too bad you didn't enter the contest there, Dan. You could have got those free lessons from Sammy there out at Deer Valley. I need it. We'll hook you up. Um, yeah, okay, well, let's go on to the next event. And the next event is this week, the Northern Trust up in Boston, Massachusetts. Is that how you say it? Massachusetts. Bring your cat keys down to Boston. Boston University chowder. We're gonna get some chowder. Jack O'Callaghan. Yeah, it's big field this weekend coming up. Really big field. Huge field. field. Looking, well, looking at all the players, it's uh, a little tough to decide who we're gonna go with in our next segment here. But um, last year's champion was what Bryson DeChambeau, I think. Bryson right? DeChambeau. Yeah, um, he's a pretty good player. He's he's not bad. Pretty he's good. Bad. Yeah. Rev, who do you got this week? Just bucks? kidding. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, the there, Rev. Okay. Let's go first, though. No, we're not on the party yet, Hager. We're, uh, we're going to talk about the, what's going on this week in the golf chat. Yeah. No, you, you can go. Okay. 
Uh, I'll go first. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure who I want to go with this yet this week. I'm just fumbling my words right now. Okay, let's restart. Okay, so I'm thinking, guys, and guys this week that look good. I'm not going with my picture now. We're going to do that in the chat later on. Brought to you by Vice Golf. You know, last week we didn't mention the names we picked last week. JT Poston by my co-host. JT Poston from Boston? No, he didn't yeah. do friggin' hot. He was awful for us. He was we plus, took Corey he was Connors. Plus Twelve after the first day, man. <laughs> he was Troy Koser on the golf course. Or Rev. We were. Um, we had Connors. Sorry, Peps. You guys didn't get it done for us. It's no. okay. Still love you, but still Jesus. love you. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's time to grow up. <laughs> uh, so he was bad for us. Not yeah. Peps. And then you took I think, uh, Garcia, Sergio, the Spaniard. Who... Didn't show up. Where was he? No, I don't know where he was. He, he didn't play for a while. He was minus it one. Was horrible. It was horrible. It's a tough week, but I think now we should go on now to our gambling section brought to you by Vice Golf. Give me that money. Show me the money. Brought to you by Vice Golf. The Gambler's Corner on Off the Hosel, vicegolf.com. They were awarded golf by, gold by Golf Digest again this year. They've got robotic test results for each model on their website. Vicegolf.com. Check them out. Just do it. Yeah, that was cool, man. That was really awesome. Really happy that you uh, you did that. That was cool. Um, we're going to go to our bets now. Brought to you by, as Troy just mentioned, Vice Golf. We had some time to discuss about this, what's going on, and I'm not going first again. I might go second today as I got whacked last week. Uh, we'll go to the Rev uh, first here today. Okay, I'm going to go with my boy, Ricky Fowler. It's a boy, Ricky! 20 bucks. Payout is 1020 bucks. Not bad, not bad. It's Ricky win, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna probably hear this and be like, "What the hell, man? You're an asshole." Um, Coming from a guy who's like a 26 handicap, yeah, telling me to win. Well, now he's tripping now. No, no, just oh, say, okay. repeating what you said. I take it. I, I take didn't it. say that at all. Off to me now. My mm-hmm. uh, my picks this week, brought to you by Vice Vice Golf. I played him this past weekend. Got the job done. Twenty dollars on the veteran, the veteran, to pay out 2020. Matt. Coocher. Ooh, the cooch. 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 I like it. I like it. Yeah, that's solid. He's I like bad. it. I was looking at him too. And also, I just bought a pair of golf sketcher shoes. Yeah. Courtesy of the Washington Golf Course. I had a gift card from 2018. It still worked. Yeah. Me and Cooch. Coach. Cooch. Coach. Cooch. Coach. How'd they feel? <laughs> Comfy. Yeah. I was like, okay, now I can have kids. I'm an adult now. So I don't want to draw them more sketchers. Was that, that the ones you were wearing on the weekend? <laughs> yeah. They're nice. And if I get lost nice. in the woods, you see the bottom of my feet are just holding the air. They're bright yellow. Oh, bright. Neon, yeah. My next pick. Oh, I don't know where it's from. Cool. Man rocket. A little older than I thought. $20. $1,020. You're spending lots of money this weekend. Just 40 bucks. 1020 Justin Rose. Oh, I like Rosie. Who Rose. I like Rosie. <laughs> yeah. The Englishman. Right, English. English, yeah, the young Englishman. Yeah, I like Justin him. Rose. Talk yeah. this all the time. I follow him on Twitter. I like how they talk to that kind of cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Okay, off to you, Troy. Oh, my turn. Yeah, you're up. So I got three names. And that's all we have today, folks. <laughs> I've got three names written down, and I'm only taking two. 
And I'm gonna, weird. I'm gonna oh, the third guy wins the old pick. That's going to suck, eh? Uh, I'm looking at you right now, and I still am tossing and turning which one I should take. Sorry, the mic cord's caught in my foot there. There we go. Uh, so I'm going to go 10 and 10. 10 and 10. $10, $10. Really going for this week, eh? I'm taking Abe. <laughs> I'm sorry. Abe backed out last weekend. I'm not sure why, but I am I at least want to have the pleasure and joy when he does win his first tour event that I, I make money off it. <laughs> so on a $10 wager for Mr. Abraham Answer, it's $510. And then I rolled the dice, and I think, nah, I'm doing it. Putting 10 bucks on our, our good friend Sneeds there. Oh, Sneed. Brand Snedeker for a payout of on a $10 bet for $2,010. Boys, we are in it to win now, it this win. week. If anybody cares, the guy that I was going to take, that, I am, first? that I'm not going to take on a $10 wager pays $1,010. You can guess. I'm not taking him now. Daniel Berger. Wrong. Would you like to guess there, Ref? No, I have no idea. Trying to look though. at my paper. Yeah. Uh, I, was, I was going to select Harold Varner. So I'm taking Snedeker instead. Those are good picks. So let's see what happens this weekend. I mean, maybe we can... What does Abe pay? 5-10 on a $10 So bet. we don't want... Unfortunately, we want the other three guys to win for cash in our pockets. Lots of cash. No, because maybe we can get Abe on the podcast. Maybe. Maybe. Okay, so that's all for our Deming Corner, right? Yeah, thanks again. Uh, that, that gambling section of Off the Hosel is brought to you by vicegolf.com. Again, their uh, technology and their labs, they... Do some pretty cool stuff in there. They have robots. They got robots to make their golf balls. Uh, and you know what? It is a really good golf ball. I use them this weekend, too. Um, I use them, too, but I lost both 10. Well, that's okay. We need more than I just said. Vicegolf.com. <laughs> Must be years later. Okay, so quickly here before we wrap this up and send it on over to our interview today with an absolute, I think, uh, a Canadian icon, would you call him? Icon. I said Icon. Icon. Yeah, you think so? I, I think he is. He's funny. Everyone knows him. Yeah. He's you know he's he's on TSN. He went down to work down at NBC. Um, Fox. 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 Sorry. Came back. You know he gave us thirty one minutes of his time when we asked for thirty. And you know we, this is not a bad interview. It's pretty good. It, he's a funny guy, and um, yeah, thanks to Jay Onrick for coming on. All right, I just stole the thunder in my mouth. Hey, Jay Onrick's on the show. <laughs> episode 32 I'm excited it's a good one uh, unfortunately Troy you weren't here for that one but Rev and myself uh, took over that one and there wasn't the whole time uh, we weren't laughing no we were laughing at everything he said he's, he's a funny guy yeah it was good anything to say Troy on that one I'm just I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing it because I haven't heard it yet so yes it was a great interview with Jay quickly before we send on over there we want to congratulate our winner Jeremy Sylvester on our over $500 prize package we gave away from our great sponsors. I can't even name them all right now. There's so many, and I don't want to name a few because then I left a few up. I can name them all. Cool. Extreme Hockey and Sport, thank you. Campfire and Grill, thank you. Deer Valley Golf Club, thank you. Sam Willis, thank you, from Deer Valley. And Golden Tea, thank you. Five for five. It's pretty good. Yeah, that's what happens when you're running these social media channels or helping to. So oh, they, yeah. people don't know our uh, platforms yet. Facebook is uh, at Off the Hosel. Twitter is at underscore Off the Hosel. And Instagram is also at Off the Hosel. Go check out. <coughs> under, underscore Off the Hosel. Oh, you're go, almost so cool. Go, go check us out. <laughs> Hit the like button. Share, tweet, retweet. Love us, hate us. We like you. Yeah. So As soon as we heard in some hate mail, we made it. Um, quickly... 
Before we go, I'm going to let Troy spin this off again right now. Our sweaters, our crew neck sweaters off the hosel, $40. Just get one. They're sweet. They're comfy. And what does it go to toward, Troy? The Cancer Foundation of Saskatchewan. So one hell of a good cause, close to my heart. And uh, from every sweater sold, five bucks will be donating to them. So get your orders in. Um, I ordered five. So. Really? Yeah. I didn't see that. My gal must have the order down. I DM myself. (laughs) (laughs) Purchase order. I like it. Okay, well, now without further ado, hey, Rev. Let's do it. I hope you guys enjoy the interview with Jay on right. Are you tired of the same old spice, rum, and coke, or any other basic mixed drink? Well, we want to change that. Here at Off the Hazel Crew, we are proud supporters of Last Mountain Distillery. They got so many good choices that will change your world. Just some off the top of our head. Last Mountain Distillery Whiskey, Rum, Dill Petro Vodka, Root Beer Schnapps, and now new, Apple Pie Moonshine. If you haven't already checked out Last Mountain Distillery, for all your mixed bevy needs, Last Mountain Distillery, no questions asked. Alrighty, we are pleased to be joined by a pretty famous guy from Calgary, Alberta, host on TSN and also the co-host of the Jay and Dan Show, Mr. Jay Onright. Thanks for joining the podcast today. Thank you for having me. Uh, hopefully uh, my phone holds up, I'm driving, and uh, hopefully uh, I don't drop out on you or anything like that. If I do, uh, just play some elevator music and I'll be back in a second. <laughs> so Jay, what's going on with you? I mean, what's new in your life and how have you been holding up during this uh, this crazy times with this pandemic? It's been, you know, I'm kind of always embarrassed to say my life hasn't changed much. My wife and I have like really small kids. And uh, we were home with them anyway, and now we're just home with them longer. It doesn't really, <laughs> hasn't really changed our life much at all. Um, you know, the only thing that really changed is work. I was doing the show out of the basement for uh, three months. Um, and it was actually pretty fun. It was a nice change. It was challenging for a guy who doesn't understand technology that well. It was challenging <laughs> for me because I had to do it all on my own. But uh, we got through it. Now we're back in the studio, and, uh, and the hockey's been great, so it's been awesome. So, Jay, you mentioned off the record we're only, we only have you for a short period of time. Unless you really like this pod today, maybe we'll get you longer. But, um, <laughs> I'm, I mean, myself and Rev are both uh, very curious to know. Let's, let's tr- uh, backtrack to your youth. Were you involved in sports right away? And, and, and if so, what kind of sports did you all play? Because, I mean, you are six foot six. Yeah, I grew up in a very small Alberta town. So, uh, and, you know, it was pre-internet. I had three channels. So it was all sports, right? That was all we had to do. And so it was hockey in the winter, and then in the summer it was baseball and golf. And then as we got older, I got way into volleyball. Um, That was kind of my sport in high school. I loved playing it. A little bit of basketball, but I wasn't great. Um, So, yeah, it was, was, you know, like it is. Growing up on the prairies um, in a small town, there wasn't much else to do, and, and I, we loved it. And you weren't fighting for ice time or anything like that. <laughs> uh, there was lots of, uh, lots of practice time for all the teams. So um, it was actually an awesome way to grow up. I wouldn't change it for anything. So was ever, I mean, just like, I mean, obviously playing sports when you're younger, was there ever a time that you thought, hey, maybe I could be a professional athlete? No, no. There was no, uh, <laughs> there was no delusions of grandeur at all for me. I was pretty aware. Um, I mean, even to the point where, 
when I went to the University of Alberta for a couple of years out of high school, I was practicing with the Golden Bears volleyball team. I wasn't on the team, but I had been on Team Alberta, and, and the coach knew me a little bit. So he said, why don't you just come out and practice? And so I went out a couple of times, and I just right away I was like, I cannot hang with these guys. I've got other plans. I gotta, I gotta stop wasting my time. So I, I'm good at one thing. I'm good at, at uh, cutting and getting out, you know, while the getting's good. Uh, so, so uh, that's what I did uh, back then, and it actually worked out pretty good. All right. Well, I just want that's a perfect segue into how you got into the business that you're in now. I mean, was there a connection, right place, right time? Let's uh, talk about that quickly here. Yeah, I, it was. I always wanted to do it. I always loved watching. Uh, sports on TV. I loved watching highlight shows specifically, and you know, it was something I always wanted to do. But again, coming from a small town, it just seems like you know, well, what are the chances, right? I mean, it just mm-hmm. seems like there's going to be a million guys who want to do this, and no chance they're going to have a shot at it. So, right out of high school, I didn't go into broadcasting just because I think I was, you know, I just thought it was kind of too too crazy of an idea. But after um, a year at U of A just kind of spinning my wheels. Um, I was, I volunteered at the local global station in Edmonton and they were really good to me. They kind of helped me out and encouraged me. So I applied to Ryerson the year after and got into Ryerson. And uh, while I was at Ryerson, I got an internship at TSN to work behind the scenes. So I was a writer on what was sports desk at the time uh, for a couple of years while going to Ryerson. And it was just huge for me because I was able to go out with professional camera guys, and they would, you know, shoot, you know, I'd go with Rod Smith, he was reporting at the time, he'd do his reporter stand-up, and then at the end of the reporter stand-up, he'd, you know, throw the mic to me and let me try one, and nice. after, you know, about a hundred of those, I got decent enough at it, and the fact that it was shot by a professional camera guy, by the time I graduated Ryerson, I had a really nice-looking demo tape. I was average, <laughs> but the tape looked great. So it was super professional. And uh, So two weeks out of, uh, out of Ryerson, I got a job at uh, Global in Saskatoon. And um, it was just a huge break. I was lucky because Sportsnet was starting up that fall. Oh, wow. So a lot of the guys who had been at... Uh, had been in stations like Global Saskatoon, like Roger Millions and Peter Labardius. They've been there forever. Suddenly they were getting hired by Sportsnet and there were jobs open. So my timing was really good in that way. Uh, and I loved Saskatoon. And I was so lucky to be able to do like a half-hour highlight show every night. Like what a way to learn, right? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Awesome. And covering the Blades and the Huskies and stuff. Great sports town. Super fun town to live in. Really loved it. Still do. And uh, so I did that for a year and then I uh, went to Winnipeg for a couple of years. I wanted to try something different. Maybe I was thinking maybe I'd do entertainment. And then I applied in Winnipeg and they said, you want to host our, our morning show? So I did a three-hour morning show for two years. And again, that was a great learning tool because, you know, you go from having a teleprompter and reading off a prompter to three hours unscripted, <laughs> eight interviews, eight interviews per show, um, uh, you know, it was cra- it was crazy. It was like chaos, but it was great because it was you know you just got thrown into the fire and you learned really quickly. And then after that, I got uh, called back out to TSN, uh, NHL Network first. I was the first anchor on NHL Network, and then I uh, got got called to TSN a year later. And the rest is history, as they say. Yeah. Well, that's all, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Um, we were going to ask you because we we're here in Regina. What was your favorite part about living in Saskatchewan? 
Saskatchewan, born and raised. So oh, nice. I spent a lot of time in Saskatchewan uh, growing up. My grandparents were there, both sets. So we would go there all the time. So I was, like, super familiar with, with Regina and Saskatoon. Um, so, like, those were, like, best-case scenario cities for me to end up in. Like, a lot of my buddies ended up in way smaller cities to start their careers. So when the Saskatoon thing came up, I was like, like, this is huge. Like, I knew it was a great town. I knew it was a fun town. I was young. Like, it was just, it was a blast. And I made friends. I was only there a year, but I made friends that are still, you know, my closest friends to this day. So, um, so yeah, I, I just loved living there. And then since then, you know, we go back, Dan and I go back a lot to, to host events and do, do golf tournaments and stuff. We go to Regina a lot, too, and. And we just love coming back to, to Saskatchewan. It's funny, like, the story I always tell people is we did, um, we call it the craft celebration tour. So we took the show on the road for, uh, yeah. uh, you know, like two weeks in the, sum, in the summer a few years ago. And, uh, you know, half the crew would go west, half the crew would go east. And so if you went east, uh, the best stops, of course, were always the, the Maritimes. That was amazing going out there. And it was about the people. The people were so welcoming. And I always made sure you had a good time. If you went west, the best stops were always the Saskatchewan stops, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Because, again, the people, right? Like, you'd go you'd go to a small town, and it would everyone would just have so much fun. Like, everyone was determined to make sure you had a great time. It usually involved a lot of alcohol. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's Saskia, bro. Yeah, it was, just, it was just pretty amazing how much everyone loved Saskatchewan after those trips. So... Um, yeah, no, I got nothing but love uh, for the 306, that's for sure. Well, we appreciate that down here in Saskatchewan and obviously in Regina. Uh, okay, well, let's move into some golf. You mentioned off the top. How much are you golfing these uh, these days, Jay? Almost none. <laughs> so I golfed a ton in high school. Um, that was probably the peak of my golf life. And then, you know, as you go to college, you know, you golf a little less come back in the summer, golf a bit, um, moved down here to Toronto, didn't golf that much because, uh, I was downtown and all the best courses are, are, uh, north of the city and I was lazy. Golfed a bit more when I went down to California. My folks have a place in Palm Springs, so I would drive out there and I ended up leaving my clubs there and I would golf with my dad a little bit. Uh, but when I came back here, because I, we have these little kids and I just can't get out at all, I just left my clubs at my parents' place. So I don't even have clubs here right now. I can't <laughs> even golf too. So, uh, so long, long-winded way of saying my golf game is probably absolutely atrocious right now. <laughs> um, yeah, I was going to ask too. What was that transition like going from TSN to uh, our southern buddies down there in the states? It was great. It was uh, it was a great experience. Um, you know, like I can't say enough about the company itself. They treated us really well. The people working front and behind the scenes were awesome. Uh, the, the the issue with the the job down there is that the show we hosted was not good. It was uh, not conceived well. Um, it, it was a bad idea, and it was one of those things where you know we kind of knew it. It was a bad idea when we were doing it. But we were having so much fun, we kind of didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, you know, and it's, but it's not just like having fun in the city. Like, we're just on a day-to-day basis. We loved everyone we were working with so much, we kind of just didn't notice that the show we were doing was not very good. Mm-hmm. 
And, uh, and so, you know, it was uh, four years that were an absolute blast. We had a great time, made friends that we still have to this day. Um, and the best part was it kind of enabled us to have a little break from TSN, and probably TSN was happy to have a little break from us. <laughs> And uh, and come back and and it's been even stronger since we've gotten back and and you know having our own studio and everything we've been able to do different stuff and we were also able to take sort of the the good things about the show down in L.A. which is sort of like the chat stuff and uh, the comedy bits and we were able to take that and kind of introduce it into the show up here so you know it was we try to you know you're always trying to focus on the positive right and take something good out of a negative situation and. Um, you know, I think that's what we took away is that we, we knew that we wanted to change the show up a little bit when we came back, but we weren't exactly sure how. And uh, going down there and doing a show that didn't really have highlights at all for a while was a good kind of uh, way for us to figure out how to do that. So it's been, yeah, it, it was positive being down there and it's been even better being back. Well, I know myself and the Rev and probably many people down here, uh, we used to rush home from school just to watch uh, yourself and uh, Dan on, on TSN. Oh, yeah. and we missed you guys. It was, uh, it, it was a struggle to watch <laughs> after you guys left, so we're happy you guys are back. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Yeah, no, and, and that's the, you know, the funny thing is someone said to me the other day, like, why didn't you guys come back and do, like, a show during the day? And I said, well, because people work during the day. Like, uh, they, they would have let us do any show we wanted, but... Um, we knew we had to be back in that same time slot at night and then looping again in the morning because that's when people are used to seeing us. Yeah. And, and, and so we wanted to make sure that, you know, if people happen to stumble upon the channel and didn't realize we were back, it was like a nice, pleasant surprise for them <laughs> that we were we returned. Mm -hmm. So I have to ask, I mean, you must have been playing some golf at some point with some, uh, you know, even uh, celebrity events or uh, charity events. Who are some of the guys that you got to play with? Yeah, it's a great question. God, I gotta think about this now. I have golfed with a lot of uh, athletes. I mean, you know, kind of name your hockey player from say nineteen or sorry, say two thousand five to two thousand fifteen, and I probably played with him uh, at some charity event at some point. Um, but it's funny, you know, we st we started to not even go to charity events as much. Uh, because uh, because they would always be during the day, of course, and you'd always want to have you know a few beverages, of course, and then you and then we'd have to go to work at night. And we would just be <laughs> luggage, like we would just be so bad uh, that we actually had to start start turning down charity People would be like, "Well, that's you know, like, this is for charity," and we're like, "We know, like we know we're horrible people, but if we don't turn this down." Uh, we're going to get fired, basically. So, um, yeah, because at one point we were even talking about doing our own tournament, but I, I think after a few of those those uh, tournaments where we were just totally luggage at the end of the day, we, we realized that's probably not for us. So. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Well, after uh, the Rev asked about going down to uh, work for Fox, let's ask you now, favorite part about working at TSN? It's it's definitely just the fact that every night when I go in, and, it, and by the way, every job I've ever had in this business uh, has felt like this. I've never, ever felt like I'm going into work. Mm -hmm. I, it's never nice. felt like work. Um, and you know, that's what you want out of, out of life. If you, if you can get it, if you're lucky enough to get, you know, the kind of career where it never feels like work, then you're probably doing something right. Uh, and that's the way this has always felt. And then on top of that, like the TSN, 
you know, what you see is what you get. All the people in front of the camera, it really reflects on the people behind the camera. Um, you know, Bob McKenzie is probably the best example. Like, Bob, you know, is kind of a guy who we all look up to and who kind of, you know, we all joke like he runs TSN, but he kind of does run TSN. <laughs> like, if Bob makes decisions, like we He's the Bob father. The yeah, so, um, and he's so good to people in front of behind the camera, always has plenty of time for everybody. Um, that kind of behavior trickles down to everyone else. And, uh, and so everyone's very respectful and cool, and, and I think we all appreciate what we have. Um, so that's probably the best thing about, about being here. Okay, so obviously what, I, mean, I believe Bob is retiring. Uh, how much are you going to miss him? And then let's spin that to um, if you had to be on an island with one person at TSN, who is oh it going to be uh -oh. besides Dan? That's a great question. It definitely would not be Dan. So quickly here, a few more questions here for you. Do you think uh, Sean McKenzie will, uh, he actually probably already has put his name in for the job? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> I, you know, I never thought about that. Um, yeah, I hope so. I mean, it's really cool to see Sean. It actually freaks me out to see Sean talk because he talk, He looks so much like his dad. Well, Same face expressions. So similar. Yeah, it's totally the face, facial expressions that get me every time and um, so yeah, it's, but yeah, it's great to see him doing well. He would be welcomed with open arms, obviously. Um, I think for us probably, you know, when we brought in Frank Saravalli a few years ago, yeah. I think the, the idea was sort of that, you know, with, with Dregs and LeBron and Saravalli, that those three guys would kind of continue on once Bob left. And that seems to be uh, the way it's going at this point. But, uh, but yeah, if Sean were to join the fold, that would, I think a lot of people would be pretty happy about that. So one of my buddy writes in here to the show and he asked, favorite Arkells album and who's the next up-and-coming band that you like? Yeah, I saw his question on Twitter. Uh, really? So I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. <laughs> um, so my favorite Arkells is uh, Morning Report, and um, it's a record that my... Uh, my wife and I really like, so I just love those guys. I think they just are just the coolest cats. And it's so funny how they're, you know, rock stars are different now. You know, like I saw Max Kerman, like today, gave away all these instruments. Uh, 
to like a music school or something. I'm like, man, rock and roll is different now. You know, in the past it was like all sex, drugs, and stuff, and now <laughs> now these guys are like philanthropists. You know, but um, he, they're just the coolest guys. And um, and uh, I was lucky enough uh, to uh, for a rally cry. I was lucky enough to sit in the studio with them when they were recording it one day um, with their producer and just to see how they work and how well they get along. They're cool cats. As far as um, an up-and-coming band, I should mention a Canadian band. So I will mention Kiwi Jr. Kiwi Jr. Um, is a band that to me sounds like Pavement, which is one of my favorite bands of all time. And uh, I think they're awesome. They're from Toronto, but I believe originally from the Maritimes. And uh, so big shout-out to Kiwi Jr. I think their album is, or their, their single's called Football Money. I can't remember what the album's called, but check out the song Football Money. It's a, it's a winner. Okay, we'll do that. <laughs> um, I was going to ask, too, do you have any funny stories for us that maybe we don't see on TV or something that's happened uh, behind the camera or, you know, anything? any fun, any funny good stories for us? Um, well, you know, the, one of the stories I always tell is, um, you know, our show is on at night, and... So, and then, you know, we, so we tape the show at night, we're actually live at night, and then we take that live show and we loop it in the morning. So a lot of people think we're on in the morning live, right? But we're not. And, right. Um, so, and what we, what we have to do is, you know, we have to make sure everything's finished and done and, um, and then, you know, we're, we're able to go home. So, um, one night we were doing a, uh, it was like pretty in innocent night and we were, we were doing a New York Knicks highlight and uh, I was doing it, and at the time, Merrick Malik was playing for the for the Rangers, and uh, the Rangers were off that night, so he had taken his son to the Knicks game, and they were sitting courtside. And uh, so we had him in the highlight pack, like we uh, someone put, you know pointed out that he was there, so I put him in the pack, and his son was sitting next to him. And I hadn't seen. Sometimes I get the scripts ahead of time, which is really helpful. But a lot of times, you know, it can be handed to you literally at the last second, right? So you're reading it cold. So that one I, was handed to me at the last second. And for whatever reason, like I think I was just tired or whatever, I, the stupidest thing I've ever said in the history of TV, I said, there's Merrick Malik and his redheaded stepchild because his son had red hair. <laughs> and uh, so stupid. And uh, so anyway, I said, and then at the end of the show, so this is the thing with our show. If, you know, we put in our You Blew It segment so that, you know, we could just not have to fix up any mistakes and we could just admit to the mistakes at the end of the show and people love that segment and so it's worked out great for us. But sometimes if a mistake is so, you know, could be damaging to our careers or something, we, you know, we could fix it and then you'd never see it in the morning. It would only run once. So when I did that, you know, we finished the show and producer Tim, you know, says to me, you know, I really think we should go back and fix that Nick's highlight and you should not say that about Merrick Willink's kid. And I said, I, I said, I agree with you. It's a stupid thing to say, but to be honest, it's not like he's going to see it. And I'm fucking tired, and let's just go home. <laughs> so anyway, the next morning, the next morning, I got, uh, at the time, Pierre, Le, Pierre Maguire had just left us to go work for NBC. And the next morning, I get a text from Pierre Maguire. And Pierre Maguire says, uh, the Rangers watch your show after morning skate in their dressing room. And they watched that this morning. 
And Merrick Malik saw it, and he texted me and said, the next time I see him, I'm going to do something. <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck. So that was terrifying. So luckily, because Pierre Maguire is such a nice person, he actually talked him down and told him that, you know, it was a mistake and he didn't mean to say blah, blah, blah. Anyway... He forgot about it and decided not to come and kill me with, you know, a bunch of his check buddies or whatever. So, uh, yeah, so long story short, that was a real dumb thing I did, and uh, luckily I'm still alive to tell the story. <laughs> that is awesome. Okay, um, quickly here before we let you go, I know you have to go go uh, do your show. Um, favorite team, and, la- and who's going to win the cup? Well, growing, you know, growing up in northern Alberta, like, I still can't believe it sometimes, but, like, I had, uh, I was lucky enough to grow up in the Oilers Gretzky years. <laughs> like, as a little kid, you're, you know, like, you have no clue about life or anything. So, you know, in your mind, you're like, oh, I guess we'll always have the greatest players in the league. I guess we'll always have the best players. So, um, yeah, that was just amazing to grow up that way. So, you know, I grew up an Oilers fan. As I get older, and I know this is, like, kind of a cop-out answer, but, but it's really true. And other people have said this to me, and I used to say, oh, yeah, bullshit. But it's really true. As you get older, you start to stop cheering for teams, and you start to cheer for individual players. Like, yeah. So, for example, when when Ovi you know, was on the cup run a couple of years ago, like me, like pretty much every hockey fan, was like, God, I really want Ovi to win a cup. Like, I, I want him to win it. Mm-hmm. He deserves it. He should win it. So... You know, that's, you know, now when I see someone like Joe Thornton or someone like that who hasn't won a cup, like great players, you know, uh, Charles Barkley in the NBA, Dan Marino in the NFL, it really, it kind of like um, upsets me in a weird way. Yeah. When great players don't get championships. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's so, so I, I kind of focus on that more now, I find. As far as who I think is going to win the cup, I think the Flyers look really great yeah. right now. Um, I just think they, just top to bottom, they, they look tough. They look stacked. They've got, they roll four lines. Yep. They've got great D. And then they got a great young goalie. Kind of like hot. The weird, kind of hot. He's kind of, um, he's kind of the, the wild card in a way, right? Because it's, it's new to him. But, um, but, yeah, I really like the Flyers a lot. I think, I think they look pretty good. And, you know, that's no disrespect to Montreal. Like, man, if I'm a Habs fan... I'm feeling pretty good about my team compared to yep. the middle of the regular season, right? When it was like kind of doom and gloom and mm-hmm. and uh, it wasn't looking too good for them. You know, you really see like when, when Carey Price is on his game, he still is the best in the biz. Best in the world. Incredible, incredible in that Pittsburgh series. Just the way he plays, plays the position is just incredible. And just to have like guys like Suzuki and, and Kotkaniemi have the series like they did, it's, if you're a Habs fan, you just got to be so excited because um, they were awesome. Like they were just great, and you're gonna you're gonna have those guys for 10, 15 years. And for Kotkaniemi to have gone to the American Hockey League, you know, kind of figured out his game, and then come back, and he's almost like a Guy Carbono type now. He's like a two way yeah. center now. It's, um, you know, that's perfect for them, right? They plug him into that third line center role, and he could play that for a decade. So. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty exciting times in the NHL right now. There's so many good young players, and it's been uh, – so the qualifying round was a blast, so I'm really mm-hmm. looking forward to the rest of the playoffs. 
Okay, quickly, we got four minutes left of your time before you go into your do your show. Uh, yeah. We need <laughs> we need the best impressions of Canadian Elliot and Bobrovsky. <laughs> So, like, the Canadian thing, just to give you a backstory of all those things. The Elliot thing, that's Dan, so I, I can't do that one. But the, the Canadian one, um, that was all my buddies in high school. Like, and, and what it came from was, you know, obviously, especially back then, like, probably 75% of the players were Canadian back then. I know I think it's about 50% now. So, you know, it, you couldn't really say it for, like, hockey, but... But what we would always do is if, you know, we were talking about basketball or another sport um, and there was a Canadian player, like, you know, <laughs> like, like and back then in the NBA, there were, it was kind of slim pickets, but it was like, say it was Steve Nash or something. Like anytime Steve Nash did something, anyone, anytime someone mentioned him, we'd say Canadian. <laughs> uh, so that, that's where it came from. So anytime it's like any, anytime it's like any athlete from Canada who's really excelling at a sport that we don't traditionally excel at. So, for example, Alfonso Davies for Bayern Munich, you know, like that's an amazing story. I'll always say it for that. Um, the funny thing is when I went to the States for four years, I did the opposite when we would do hockey highlights, the very few times we could do them. Um, like if it was like a Zach Parisi goal, I'd be like, American! You know, like I'd do <laughs> so iconic uh, though yeah it's like it's like it really turned into something that just you, you never predict things like that you know but um it just really came when he was playing for the flyers and i heard his name for the first time it just sounded like a cop name to me like like a, like a cop from a tv show or a movie in the 70s uh you know where the sergeant was like super like tough as nails but had a good heart uh, but always was mad at Bobrovsky for screwing up. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and Bobrovsky was like the loose cannon, right? Bobrovsky was like the crazy cop who got, got things done but did things his own way. And that's sort of the backstory I invented in my head. And so then it just kind of took off from there, basically. <laughs> you know, and then, and then for whatever reason, I, like, and the reason I yelled, like, Bobrovsky! The reason I yelled is Well, Jay, this has been so much fun. We really appreciate you taking the time to do this today. We hope we'd get you uh, we'd get you on again at some point for me a longer one and talk more. Um, yeah, man, this has been awesome. Favorite golfer before you go? Um, I'm a I'm a Phil guy. I like Phil. Um, I'm again, you know, before Phil won his first major, I was like, Jesus, Phil, you better win a major. You know, I know he's got five, so he's fine. He's mm -hmm. go he's going to be fine, but. Uh, but, yeah, I just always rooted for him. Uh, I don't know why, but I always did. So I like Phil. Um, I love – one thing about golf, you know, I'm not playing it much now, but, man, there are a lot of great young golfers out there right now. Like, it's, you know, yep. uh, just seeing Morikawa over the weekend win that tournament, like, you know, 15 months out of college, right? Like, mm -hmm. it's just crazy mm -hmm. uh, how many great young players are on the circuit right now. And the other thing that's been great for golf is they, you know, they were among the first sports to get back during yeah. the pandemic. And, um, and you saw it in the ratings. The ratings have been better than ever. Uh, and I think people are, you know, 
you know, it was that whole thing, Tiger went away, everyone kind of went away from golf for a while, you know, because it was like, well, we only want to watch Tiger. And thankfully, I think the, the first few months of the pandemic, golf being back has shown people like, man, there are a ton of awesome young golfers out there. And, uh, and it's a fun, fun sport to watch right now. You know, like that final round over the weekend, Unreal. You know, there was like, there was like nine or ten guys who had a share of the lead at, at one point, and uh, that's what you want, right? If you're the PGA, so PGA's in good shape, I think. So, uh, yeah. so yeah, I'm 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 really enjoying that right now. That's fun to watch for sure. Absolutely. Okay. Well, thanks so much, Jay, for doing this. We really appreciate it. Uh, take care. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Have a great night. Okay. You too. Thanks. Hi, Troy Koser from Off the Hosel. Go and visit our friends over at Rapid Lawn Landscape Solutions to get that green grass that you've always wanted. Be like me and many others that they've helped over the past few years to get that yard that they've always dreamed of. They offer such services as synthetic turf, residential landscaping, landscaping supply, and hydro seeding. Call them at 306-993-7300 to get your free quote or email rapidlawn.ca. Also, don't forget to ask about the Rapid Lawn Finance It program. Again, call 306-993-7300 or email rapidlawn.ca. Alrighty, there it is, the interview with Jay Onright from TSN and the host on the, what, Dan and Jay show, or Jay and Dan show? Jay and Dan show, yep. Yeah, Jay and Dan show. Um, Elite. Jane Dan show. The late Jane Dan show. Co-host Troy has left the building. It's just myself and the Reverend. Uh, let's talk about this podcast today. I thought it was uh, unreal. It's fun. Awesome. They've all been good. Thoughts, Rev? Yeah, it was just another... Bobrovsky! <laughs> Bobrovsky. <laughs> Classic G. Um, no, thanks for him to coming on and taking the time to do it. He was actually driving to work. In a storm, right? In a, uh, in yeah, a storm. storm, yeah. Yeah, he was driving to work and... Yeah, thanks, Jay, for taking the time to do that, and we appreciate it. It was it was funny. The guy could talk for everything. So he we had thirty minute time slot for Jay. We pushed him to thirty one forty six. I think he pushed himself though because he just kept going. He and loved going. it. He yeah. loved it. He I loved it though. I feel like he would have came back on for an hour and a half, but uh, yeah, so we got thirty minutes from him and thirty of the best I think from Jay on. Right, it was a lot of fun. Told some just stories. Um, I'm not complaining, and I know our listeners aren't complaining. Canadian, <laughs> Canadian. I wish that we did that. Uh, he, he wouldn't do the other one, though. Elliot. Oh, yeah. That's Danzo, right? That's Danzo, yeah. That's right, though. We got Jay doing the Bobrovsky. Bobrovsky. Ah, that's awesome. Well, quickly, Harry, do you want you to rip off the social media handles for us all? Yeah, Facebook, Off The Hustle. Twitter, at underscore Off The Hustle. And Instagram, underscore Off The Hustle. Boom! Follow us. Retweet our tweets. Like our Facebook pages. Post stories. Share them. Do em. all that cool stuff. Now, next thing, quickly, we got these sweaters on the run. Crewnecks. Oh, they're mint. We've tried them on. They're pretty cozy. If you want to cut up with, uh, with your little soulmate and snuggle. And it goes to a great cause. Great so. cause. $5 oh. every sweater bought. They're $40. $5 of every sweater goes to the Saskatchewan Cancer Foundation. So, yeah, you better just buy one. Sweet. Buy Support a your cause. It's Christmas is coming. Buy a few. Oh, my birthday next month. How? Might have to get you. Rev, we had a golf scene though. Seriously, though. Yep. But, um, so as always, uh, this has been awesome. Troy, thanks for having, uh, thanks for being here. All right. And, uh, Rev, as (laughs) always, it's, uh, it's a pleasure. We had fun golfing this weekend. We got to golf soon again, though, because you got to work on your game a little bit. I got to work on my game. Everyone out there, don't, don't think, oh, he's a plug. 
Yeah, I know. I'm a plug out there. I'm going to work on it. All right. He just does it. All right, Rev. Peace, yeah. man. Take See, care. See you later. See you guys. Oh, by the way, have a great week. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You know what? You're all going summer this weekend. Last time you're going to probably go to the lake. Listen to the plum. Have a great weekend. Peace, guys. Love you. See ya!